Thanks for joining us on Our Father's House's weekly podcast, A Place to Find God. Each week we bring you a sermon from our Sunday services where you can be uplifted and grow in Jesus on the go. If you have any questions or want to learn more about us, you can always check us out online by going to ofhorangeburg.com. We'd love to get to know you. Now let's get to this week's message. Praise the Lord. Let's put our hands together for the Lord. Amen. If you love him, come on, let's stand on our feet and let's begin just to bless the Lord. We can open our mouths this morning. Amen. And just honor our God. And just honor our God. He's a good God. He's a good God. How many want to just worship the Lord today? I want to worship him. Why are we worshiping him? Because he's been good. Because he deserves the glory. We're not worshiping and praising him just for what he does for us, but because of who he is. Amen. Don't you love him today? The song says, flow to you. Flow to you. Let the river of my worship flow to you. And Lord, I pray in all I do. Come on, we're going to sing this to the Lord. Amen. This morning, let the river of my worship flow to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, lift those hands. Let's lift those hands and let's bless him. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. Flow to you. Flow to you. Let the river of my worship flow to you. Lord, I pray in all I do, let the river of my worship flow to you, like streams in the valley, swell with the rain, let the songs of my heart rise to bless your name and flow to you flow to you let my worship flow to you hallelujah come on let's sing that together flow to you flow to you let the river of my worship flow to you Lord I pray in all I do let the river of my worship flow to you come on tell me like streams in the valley they swell with the rain swell with the rain let the songs of my heart rise to bless your name and flow to you come on tell him if that's what you mean let it flow to you let my worship flow to you Come on, tell him. Let it flow to you. Let the river of my 
to you like streams in the valley they swell with the rain let the songs the songs from my heart let it rise to bless your name and flow to you but you come on lift this lift those hands and you tell him something from your heart we're recognizing he's been a good God that he is a good God everything may not go the way we may want it but we know that all things are working together for our good because we are the called we're called according to his purpose so we can bless the Lord this morning we can give him praise today he deserves the glory and he deserves the praise. Amen, amen, amen. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord this morning. We're blessed this morning that our angelic praise dancers are coming to minister before the Lord today. Amen. We want to bless the Lord for them. Amen. And as they're ministering, they're not just here doing uh, 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 just movements. But we're teaching them that they're to, they are ministers before the Lord. And so, yes, we as parents and as pastor, too, we're proud of them and glad to see them. And we're recording and everything. But let's not get so caught up in the recording. You all, come on, darlings. Let's not get so caught up in what we do, but let's minister and let our hearts go up before the Lord also as they minister. Can we do that? Let's bless the Lord for our angelic praise dancers. 
The devil is a liar, but it's going to be all right. We're going to start one more time. Amen. Hallelujah, Jesus. Here we are. Praise the Lord. One moment.
right. Praise the Lord. Fill me up, Lord, till I overflow. I want to run over. I want to run over. Is that your testimony this morning? If he provides, the, he does provide the fire. And he's asking us only to be the sacrifice. Amen. 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 That's my heart's cry. Would you stand on your feet just for a moment? Father, here we are. And we bless you. You're our father. You're our father. And this is one of those days, Father, where we want to just crawl up in your laps. Lay our head on your chest. And feel your arms around us. We need you. Oh, we need you. Every hour we need you. Asking this morning, you continue to move in this service. Have your way. Before we leave here today, let the weak say I'm strong, that we're encouraged to walk the walk closer with you. Let us gain and hear your word. Give us ear to hear and a heart to receive and a mind to change. We bless you today, Lord, and we pray that you will bless us as a people and make our lives a blessing. It's in the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Thank God. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. You may be seated as presence. We welcome you to the house of the Lord again. To those of you who are online, we welcome you. We welcome you. God is good. Amen. Thank you so much for coming on, coming to church with us this morning. Not only those of you who are in the house, but those online. Whenever you may hear this message, we bless God for you today. We bless God for the angelic praise dancers. Amen. Don't we bless God for them? Amen. Saints, y'all don't know, they come on Saturdays and they work hard. They work hard. They work hard. And I'm so grateful for them. Amen. And I just believe at the end of, before the day is ended, not necessarily this day, understand what I'm saying, but I just believe and know that God is going to use these young ladies for his glory. Amen. I believe that. I believe that. That is just my belief, and that's my prayer, that they will stand strong as young women of God. Amen. And not just them, but the young people in this church will stand strong as young men and women of God. Bless the Lord for those of you who are here. Welcome back to America. Amen. Amen. We bless the Lord for you. Bless the Lord for those who are, this may be your first time or even second time visiting. We bless God for you today. Amen. Bishop and I had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful time away. Wonderful, wonderful time away. And I really want to tell the Lord thank you. Not only tell the Lord thank you, but tell you thank you. Those who kept everything going. I, I spoke with Pastor Ray, and she said, you, you, your people did good. You know, that's from another pastor. So that, hey, y'all did good. <laughs> Amen. She said everything flowed smoothly. And, 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 and she's, I'm going to say this probably, I know she doesn't want me to say it. She said, but the, the lady, the young, the lady who carried on the service did a wonderful job. And that's, that's a good thing. So Katrina, we honor you today. Amen. We honor you today. Amen. I bless God. She's moving into that role of administrator of the church and thank God for her. Amen, amen, amen. And all of you, all of you, whatever role you play, whether it's in the technology, whatever the role you play here in the ministry, God bless you. We are so grateful for you. So grateful, so grateful, so grateful for you. A couple, uh, before we left, 
on to go on, on vacation, the Lord dropped a, a just spoke a spirit, just three words in my spirit, and I said, okay, all right, I'm gonna have to research that, see how what that means and how that goes. I just knew Bishop was gonna preach this morning, so I, you know, praise the Lord. But long and short, coming back, we had a long layover in Atlanta, in Texas, in Texas, eight four five. So I took out my laptop and I began to search. I said, "Ooh, this is good here. This is good." We bless the Lord too for Brother Keenan Church. This is Brother Keenan Robinson Jr., our keyboard player. Amen. For now, Amen. We bless the Lord for him. Amen. And so I began to look, and I said, "Oh God, I hear you." He was talking first to me. And I need to say that to you. When God speaks, he talks to me first. He talks to me first. Amen. And, and so I just began to pull the message and pull the message and pull the message. Amen. And so I said, okay, God, I hear you. And I want to talk this morning on three little words. And that simply says, back to Bethel. Back to Bethel. And... As I've been, I was, as I was before the Lord, and just ask, okay, what direction do you want to go? Do you want to do? And you know, you you don't do a lot of talking sitting in the airport. The bishop was, I was sitting on where I was sitting, and he was sitting on the other side. Um, so we weren't talking. Both of us were on devices, but I was on my laptop. And I'm, ooh, and I'm looking, ooh, mm, this is good. Mm. You know, just like you're eating something that tastes real good. Bishop said, I do that all the time if I eat something that I enjoy. He said, mm, mm. But it, I was it, I was enjoying the word, but I want us let's go let's go into the word this morning. Revelations the second chapter, the fourth and the fifth verses. I want to start there just as a base scripture. Revelation, uh, the second chapter, the fourth and the fifth verse. Nevertheless, fourth verse. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee, because thou hast left thy first love. Nevertheless, this is God talking to the churches. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against thee because thou hast left thy first love. Remember from whence thou art fallen. Repent and do thy first works or else I will come unto thee quickly and remove thy candlestick out of his place except thou repent. So you can imagine, you can imagine this scripture, and this is where we're going to cut, um, move from there. It's good to have Brother Morrow back too. Amen. From Jamaica. Amen. And my heart, my heart, if I, I've, if I really be honest with you, I have a very heavy heart. It's heavy when I look at the condition, as it were, of the body of Christ, Michelle. Because I can remember when we didn't have a Hammond B3 organ or a keyboard, nor did we have a lot of fancy churches. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with any of that. Nothing wrong with, thank God for the music, thank God for the keyboard, thank God for the fancy churches. But I can remember the time when the people of God, gonna have to walk with me too, go with me because I feel like walking some today, okay? I can remember when the people of God, when the body of Christ, when we 
We're excited about the things of God. We, I, I, I was born in the church. I, I, all my life I've been in church. When the things of God, when, when it was church time, we were excited to go. Because we were going to be among the believers. We were going to get strength from one another. Um, if there was something that I had against Dale, or Dale and I had a problem, we didn't want to carry that a long time because we reverence, there was a reverential fear of God. We feared the Lord. We reverence him. I mean, and granted, some of the things that they taught us and the ways that they taught us wasn't quite scriptural. But it put a solid foundation in me as to how to serve the Lord. As to wanting, I should probably say, not so much as how, but wanting to serve the Lord. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? And so my heart is heavy. We, ha we have all this, we have the internet. We can, don't even have to come church no more. We can stay home and watch service. And I, I'm not knocking that. That has its place. But it's better when we come to the house of the Lord together. Now, can I get a loud amen on that? Amen. amen. I'm going to need some amens this morning. Okay, but my heart, it, it just, it, 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 it's heavy. It seems like, I can remember, we were talking about, I, I, we went on vacation with um, two of my sisters and their husbands. And... We were talking on the, on, at dinner one evening about how when we got sick as little girl, little children, we, my mother called Mother Demons. Mother Demons would come over to the house. She was one of the mothers in the church, a praying woman. Mother Demons would come over to the house and pray for us, and we would get healed. We, Mama didn't take it. It was a lot of us. She couldn't afford to take it to the doctor. My mama had 12 children, so she couldn't take us all to the doctor. You understand? They had no money. We, were, we didn't grow up fancy. We grew up poor. But God would heal us. And we saw God move. I, 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 I've seen God move. But it seems more now that we're more concerned about the numbers and the appearance of the church than we are about the God of the church. Are we understanding? Uh -huh. But God is calling us as the body of Christ to go back to Bethel. I want to go on a little trek this morning from Genesis the 27th chapter all the way through the 30, 35th chapter. I'm not going to read all those verses. Amen. But today we're going to talk about Jacob. We know, and, and I'm sure some of you in here can tell this story better than I can, but Jacob, is he was the younger brother. He was the younger of Isaac and Rebekah's twin sons. But his name was called Jacob. Jacob means surplanter. I don't need to go into the story. You, he, let me just go here because it'll take too long, but I, there's a, come, we got to get to Bethel. Jacob was a trickster. He was a conniver. He, he would, that's what his name meant. He, he, 
he was tricky. He would deceive people. And first, the Bible tells us how Jacob stole his brother's birthright. And not only did he steal his brother's birthright, but he also stole his brother's blessing. There is a difference in the two. The birthright was that the oldest child got twice as much as the younger. But Esau was hungry one day, so hungry, and, and he, 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 he was so hungry. And Jake, Jacob, rather than just giving his brother food, said, if you give me your birthright, then I'll give you the food. He stole it. So now, not only that, but Jacob and his mother, Jacob was uh, Rachel's favorite, and Esau, his brother, was Isaac's favorite. So Jacob and his mother connived one day and trick, came up with a plan to, because I, Esau was losing his sight. They came up with a plan and got Esau to bless Jacob. Esau was hairy and ruddy and got, came up with a plan so that they could put uh, 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 animal skin on Jacob and behind his neck and and, and and so that when he came, and then while Esau was going out into the field, they, he came up to Esau. He came up to Isaac, rather. And Isaac said, come near me, my son. He said, because you sound like Jacob. But he felt him behind his neck and felt his arms. He said, but you feel like Esau. So Isaac then blessed Esau. Blessed Jacob, I'm sorry. Isaac then blessed Jacob. So then when Esau came back, he realized what happened and he hated Jacob and said he was going to kill his brother. Then mom and daddy love their child. Send Jacob off to Laban, Rachel's brother. Now I want you to understand, and this is important, that this trip is 500 miles from where they lived to where they sent him. But while Jacob was on the way, one night he was out there laying by himself. Oh, just imagine, he came from wealth. He came from a family. Now remember, Abraham was a rich man. Left everything to his son Isaac. So Isaac here is a rich man. Jacob was born in wealth, but here he is. All he had was what he could carry. All he had was what he could carry, whether he was traveling by donkey, by horse, or, or, or by camel. All he had was what he could carry. So here he is one night. He's laying out there in a the field, and Jacob has a vision. And he sees a ladder extended from heaven to earth. And he sees angels on this ladder going up and coming down and not only that but then he sees God he sees the Lord at the top of the ladder above the ladder and I want to go now to Genesis the 28th chapter the 13th through the 15th verses and this is what God said he said and behold the Lord stood above it talking about that ladder and said I am the Lord God of Abraham thy father and of and God of Isaac I want to stop right there 
I want you to see how God is introducing himself now to Jacob. This is important. We'll see why later. He says, I am the God of your fathers. In other words, Abraham, his grandfather, and Isaac, his dad. The land whereon thou liest, to thee will I give it and to thy seed. These are promises God's making him. And thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth. And thou shalt spread abroad to the west and to the east and to the north and to the south. And in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. This is a man traveling 500 miles alone. And now God is talking to him. And then he says, and behold, I am with you. How many of you have the Lord ever let you know that he's just with you? Regardless, it don't matter. Sometimes you just feel alone in, in a company. But behold, I am with you and will get and will keep thee in all the places. Look at God telling you going some places. Hallelujah, Jesus. And will keep you in all the places whether thou goest and will bring thee again into this land. For I will not leave thee until I have done that which I have spoken up to the of. In other words, he's saying, I'm not going to leave you alone until I've accomplished my will in your life. Now that's a promise. That's a promise. And he's not just going to leave him alone, but that means he's going to accomplish his will to the day he dies. Hallelujah. So God let Jacob know that I'm your God. I'm God of your father. And of your grandfather. But now he's introducing himself. Letting him know. That I want to. I'm going to be your God too. Alright. Hallelujah Jesus. This was such a blessing to Jacob. But he was afraid. Because he knew. That he had. A visitation. From God. Amen. He had a visitation. From God. So the next morning, Jacob set up a pillar right there, and he called that place Bethel. And the name Bethel means the house of God. Hallelujah. And while Jacob was there in verse 20, 28, Genesis 28 and 20, and 22 through 22, and Jacob vowed a vow, saying, God, if God will be with me, and will keep me in this way that I go and will give me bread to eat and raiment to put on. If you give me food to eat and if you give me clothes to wear so that I come again to my father's house in peace. Then shall the Lord be my God. And this stone, he said a stone, which I set as a pillar shall be God's house. And, it sh and of all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give the tenth unto thee. Hallelujah, Jesus. Look at what Jacob is, praying, is, is, is vowing to God. If you bring me back to my father's house in peace. And he already know he left it with a problem. 
because the brother was going to try to kill him, was going to kill him. And then he said, if you will keep me in the way that I go and provide for me, I, I will, for which I have set a pillar stone, this shall be the house of God, and all that, I, and all that thou shalt give me, I will surely give a tenth unto you. I'm not preaching on tithes this morning, but that's something to think about. We know the story of Jacob, how Jacob went down to Laban's house. You know, a deceiver can't deceive a deceiver. Laban was a real deceiver. And Jacob was reaping some of the things that he had sown. He saw, uh, he saw Rachel, Laban's daughter. Hallelujah, Jesus. He saw Laban. I mean, Rachel's daughter, Laban's daughter, Rachel, and fell madly in love with Rachel. She was the youngest of his two daughters. It was not a custom then that the younger married before the older. Laban said, well, if you want to marry late Rachel, what, what, what you going to give me for her? He said, I'll work seven years for her. How many of us have worked? Bitch, would you have worked seven years to, to marry me? Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> He worked seven years, and then on the wedding night, on the wedding night, he, the wedding, the, the bride goes in with her veil. She goes in. The marriage is consummated. They wake up the next morning, and what, who does he find? He doesn't look in the face of his beautiful Rachel, but rather he looks in the face of her less beautiful older sister, Leah. Can you imagine how Jacob felt? But Jacob had been a deceiver. So now the deceiver has been deceived. He decides, he tells Laban, I'll work another seven years for Rachel. So he worked another seven years. Long and short, he stayed there and worked for Laban over at least 20 years. So there were 20 years from the time that he left his father's house to the time where he had, that he worked for Laban. And during that time, this man, that 70 plus year old man who left his daddy's house, got to Laban's house with just what he had. But what happened there was God prospered him. God prospered him. He, God blessed him abundantly. God kept his word to him. He blessed him so much that Laban's sons got jealous saying, Jacob's taking our inheritance now. But it was God who was, you, I don't have time. It's so much in these, in these passages. Go back sometime this week and read Genesis 27 through 35. Just read it. You'll, you, and, and, and open your spirit and let the Holy Spirit talk you. So much is there. But here Laban's sons are jealous now, thinking, oh, he got that much. He taking out what, what my, our daddy's supposed to be leaving us. And then not only that, but Jacob noticed Laban looking at him funny too. He said, well, I need to get out of here. 
I need to go. It's time for us to go. So then if we go to Genesis 31 and 16, I tell you, it wouldn't take me long to go through all those chapters. 31 and 16, God spoke to Jacob and said, I want you to look at this. And I really, is that it? I may have it wrong. Look at it for me. He said, I am the God of Bethel. Where thou anointest the pillar, and where thou vowedest a vow unto me. Now arise, get thee out of this land, and return unto the land of your kindred. I'm sorry, that's third. Thank you very much. Genesis 31 and 13. Thank you. And get to the land of your kindred. Now remember, when God met him, at Bethel, he introduced himself as who? The God of your fathers, Abraham and Isaac. But now, if you'll notice here, God is saying, I am the God of Bethel. I am the God that you met there at Bethel. I'm the God that made promises to you. I'm the God you made promises to. Y'all quiet. I know you're listening. I am the God of Bethel where thou anointest a pillar. Where you made that altar. Where thou vowedest a vow unto me. He said now arise get up from here now. And get out of the land. And return to the land of your kindred. Remember what God Jacob asked? that I would come back to my kindred in peace. That's, that's important too. So now they, Jacob, as it were, in the middle of the night, didn't even tell Laban that he was, he was leaving, taking his children, taking his, his daughters, taking his grandchildren, taking all of his flocks. He just left and he just, got, he just left. He got up and he just left. And now <laughs> Laban followed after him. I hope y'all are following me today. Laban followed after him and caught up with him and he accused Jacob of taking his daughters away, not even letting him say goodbye. Not only to his daughters, but then to his grandchildren. And then he also accused, this is important, he accused, also accused Jacob and said, somebody in your house stole one of my idol gods. That's important. Rachel is the one who had stolen it. But she hid it under, in her stuff and sat on it. Because Laban came in and searched the whole camp and they couldn't find it. Then she lied to her father saying, I, I can't get up right now. But, and so her father left her and she had the idol God. But they're on their way back to Bethel. Jacob and Ra Laban reconciled. Laban went home and Jacob continued on his journey to Bethel. But while he was en route to the place where he had met God, he was obeying God. Jacob, and I want to say this, and I want you to hear me. Jacob was doing what God told him to do. Then he gets word that his brother Esau is coming with 400 men. How many of us? have started in obedience to God and something negative happens. And then, we, then here comes the devil. Saying, if God, then why? You know, 
Esau was coming to kill you and you saying God telling you to go back to Bethel? But if God, then why? So now what we see here is that <laughs> Jacob here sends his company across a brook. And there he is lying there at night again by himself. And he saw the angel, saw an angel. And there is where Jacob, you know, it's something about getting alone. Just you and God. It's, it, we have to have that alone time with God. We have to have that time where, where we shut out distractions. Anything that can distract us from talking with God. So here Jacob was talking. He was wrestling with this angel. And he refused to let him go. And the angel finally said, God help me. The angel finally told him that he, Jacob said, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. So now the angel agreed, okay, okay, I'm going to bless you. He said, but he said, and you know what he told him? He told him that your name is going to be changed. I have thought since I was a little girl that that angel told him that day that his name was going to be changed. No more. And I've heard it. I've heard it. No more will your name be, that the angel said, no more will your name be Jacob, but your name is going to be Israel. That's not where his name was changed. That's not where it was changed. Because now we're still, let's keep on going now. Let's keep on going. He's getting up. He's going. And now... My Lord, when Esau finally saw Jacob, Jacob's scared because he knows his brother's going to kill him and all these 400 strong men coming with him. So Esau runs, hugs his brother, kisses him, and cries because he was so glad. This is a twin brother now. For 20 years, he hadn't seen his brother. And so his response was nothing like Jacob expected. Jacob repented to Esau. Jacob gave him gifts. And they even traveled together for a season. But because both of them were so rich, because Esau was rich too now. Esau and Jacob, because both of these sons were so, were so rich, they could, it wasn't enough room for all of their livestock to travel together. So they separated. Esau went to a place called Seir. But God had told Jacob to go where? Back to Bethel. Are we understanding? But they separated in peace. Jacob continued to go to Bethel. And this is important. God tells Jacob, go to Bethel. He's on his route, this 500 mile trek to Bethel. To do as God had told him to do. But first he decided to stop. He stopped in a place called Sukkoth. And there in Sukkoth, he built, built a house. He made coverings for his cattle. And he stayed there for a while. He was in a comfortable place. But he, even though he was on his way 
He was on his way. But he still wasn't where God told him to be. How many of us, we can be on our way. And we feel okay because we've moved from right here. And God said, go over there. And we've gone. Here we are going. And we've gotten right here. But yet, we're still not where God. And we feel comfortable here. Spiritually. We're okay right here. But we know in our heart that God is asking for more. We know that God is asking for more. So here he is in Sakoth. But God said, go back to Bethel. Mm, I want us to look now. Even, let me go here. Eventually, Jacob left Sakoth and settled in another city called Shechem. He settled in Sechem. And you know, let's say if God tells me to come here and lean here. And I stop here. I haven't been obedient to God. I don't care how close. I don't care if I can reach out and touch it. I don't care if I can lean up again. If I can just barely. I'm here. Here I am, Lord. Yes, Lord. I've come. I've come all 500 miles or 400 and 495 miles. Shechem was one day's journey from Bethel. Only one day. One day. But rather than him going all the way into Bethel, he stops in Shechem. And you know what? And, and as, as I was reading, I found that Genesis 34, the word God is not in the whole chapter. Not the Lord God, I am the Lord God of this, or I am, mm -mm. he's not in the whole chapter. And it's said that Genesis 34 is one of the saddest points in Jewish history. Because of what happened at Shechem. Are we listening this morning? When, 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 when Jacob stopped in Shechem, Shechem was a place that was known to trade, for trade. It was a, it was a, a, convenient, it was a convenient place to stop and to stay because they had a lot going on. Are you understanding? If, 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 if Jacob even bartered and bought himself a piece of land, he negotiated for a piece of land, and there he set a tent. But while they were there in Shechem, the Bible tells us that Jacob had 12 sons. Only 11 of them were born at the time. He had 11 sons that went back with him at, at, at this, during this, this trek. And one daughter, and her name was Dinah. Dinah one day went out to visit with some of the other ladies there in Shechem. Jacob had gotten familiar. Shechem had become familiar to him. They, she went out to visit and someone molested her. Hamor, who was Shechem's son, molested her. Then her two brothers, Simeon, 
and Levi, what they did, they decided how dare they treat his, their sister like a, a harlot, and they devised a plan to murder the men of Shechem, all of the men, not just the one who molested her, but every single man in the town, including the molester's father. So they devised a plan. They killed every single man in Shechem. Not only did they kill the man, but they took all of their sheep and all of their oxen and all of their donkeys. They took all of their wealth and they even captured their women and their children. This, as I said, is one of the saddest times in Jewish history. All because a man who was supposed to go all the way back to Bethel. Under the guidance of God. God had promised him he was going to be with him. He promised him he was going to bless him. He said he'd never leave him until he had accomplished every single thing that he had said he was going to do. He stopped one day short of what God had told him to do. And look what happened. How many of us, God has put something before us and we're stopping just short of what he's told us to do. God help us. And then Jacob talking to his sons. How could you have done this? Now you brought shame on my name. But there's part of that Jacob's got to bear also. Because of his disobedience. This would not have happened in Shechem. If only Jacob had fully obeyed God. Fully obey God. Too often, the people of God start obeying God. But for some reason, whatever the reasons they want, I need this. I want this. I, I, I can't. I feel. I don't. I like. I would. I whatever. We stop short. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to me too. We stop short of total obedience to the will, way, purpose of God for our lives. It's not enough for us to go part of the way with God. Many of us have been on the Lord's side a long time. And yet, what the, the trick of the enemy is for us to get weary. For us to get weary. Or either, some of us feel like this, it's taking so long to happen for whatever it is we may want. It's taking so long to happen. Or it looks like God isn't going to do this. So I've got to do something else to do it, get to do it my way. Because apparently God is not going to let it come to pass. But God's word is still true. And his word will stand. Regardless of what happens, the word of the Lord will come to pass. Let's go to Genesis, the first of the 35th, 35th chapter and the first verse. It says this, and God said to Jacob, I want us to see this. Even though all of this had happened, regardless of all of his disobedience, regardless of what his sons did, regardless of everything that negative that happened there at Shechem. 
Genesis 35 and 1 says, And God said to Jacob, Arise and go to Bethel. You in Shechem. Get up and do what I told you to do long time ago. Get up and do what I told you to do long time ago. Arise and go to Bethel and dwell there. In other words, don't dwell here in she Shechem no more. Get up and go dwell where I told you to dwell. And make there an altar unto God, unto, unto God that appeared unto thee when thou fleddest from, from the face of your brother Esau. When you were running from Esau, I appeared unto you. I made promises to you. You made promises to me. Get up and go back where we first met, where I introduced myself to you. Only this time, remember I told you it was important that we remember that the first time God introduced himself as the God of Abraham and the God of Isaac his father and grandfather. But this time, God didn't introduce himself as the God of Abraham and Isaac. He said, he was telling him, I'm the God of Bethel, where me and you met. It's about me and you now. This is not about what's going on in the past. This is me and you, Jacob. This is us. I am the God of Get up and come back. Go back to Bethlehem. Go back to where you first started. Go back to how, where you first believed. Go back to the vows that you made. Go back and remind yourself of what I said to you. This is God talking to Jacob. God will remind us of the vows we made. God will remind us of what he told us. He told Jacob to go and dwell in the same place where he appeared to him when he was distressed. Remember, he was running and scared. Go back there. Because right there is when you made me some vows. Right there is when you met me. Go back to the place where, we first, where you first believed. Go back to Bethel. Then Jacob, what Jacob did, he told his household, Jacob, Jacob, and I love this, I love this. Remember, I told you, to, I, I said earlier, remember, Rachel stole her father's false gods, her image. Jacob then tells his whole house, y'all get rid of the strange gods now. Get rid of them. Get rid of the strange gods. Get rid of the strange gods, clean yourselves. Clean yourselves. And then he said, let's go up to Bethel. Now remember the only one day's journey. So right here, he's saying, clean yourself up. Clean yourself. Don't just stay where you are. If whatever you got that's not like God, let's get rid of it. If we're doing anything that's not like him, we're going to get rid of it. As a family, when he wasn't just talking for himself, but in my house, if there's anything in our house, anything, anything in our house that's not like him, if we're listening to stuff that's not like him, if we're watching stuff that's not like God, clean up your house. 
Because our houses have to be houses and homes of prayer. Our house have to be a place where we meet God. He wasn't just concerned for himself, but he was concerned for his children. He was concerned for his entire family. That they would be right with God too. Jacob was getting his entire house ready for a visitation from God. I want a visitation from God. He told them that he was going back to Bethel where he first met God. And he was going there to build God another altar. In other words, he was going there to worship God again. He reminded them that it was God who had answered him when he was in trouble. He reminded him when he was in distress that it was God who had helped him. It was God who had helped him. And he told his, his children, his, his family, they had to get rid of everything that wasn't like God. Even his wife, Rachel. Jacob took him and hid him back here. And he kept on going. And as they journeyed, you know what? Now remember, right here in Sakal, in Shechem rather, one day's journey from Bethel. The word ran out how they had destroyed all the men of that city. And so Jacob now was fearful, and the, word, the Bible tells us how Jacob was fearful that he would, that the other cities and the other men would come and take revenge. But as they traveled, what God did, the fear of God, was upon the people of the other cities. And none of them even came after Jacob's sons for the murder that they committed. But God called, I'm almost finished, God called Jacob back to Bethel so he could return and worship in his homeland again. Remember Jacob's vow? He said, if God, if God will be with me and keep me in the way that I should go, God did that. He said, if God would give me bread to eat and clothes, he did that. He said, if he let him go back to his father's house in peace, he did that. And then Jacob said this, God will be my God. And he would give God a tithe of all that he, Jacob kept his part of the bargain. Going back to Bethel meant that there was a separation from sin. Let's say if this is where we are in sin, going back to Bethel now means we separate ourselves from sin. The things right here, right here, this close to Bethel. But we can still have stuff that we're carrying. Things that God's not pleased with. Things here that, that we know we need to let go. That we can't take over to Bethel with us. We've got to separate. Going back to Bethel means a renewed fellowship with God. I did not read anywhere where Jacob ever and he may have, and I missed it, erected an altar to God. Those 20 years he was with Laban. But he went back to worship. He went back to fellowship with God. Bethel is the place of personal relationship with God. Going back to Bethel was starting a revival in Jacob's heart. And that's what God wants to do with every one of us. Let us, for, and I'm not saying some of you are not there because you may be there. 
But God wants to start a revival in the hearts of his people. Genesis 35, 6-7 says this. It says, so Jacob came to Luz, which is in the land of Canaan, that is Bethel. He and all the people that were with him. And he built there an altar and called the place El Bethel because it was there that God appeared unto him when he fled from the face of his brother. And then verse 8, and I started not to even include this verse, but I looked at it and I said, oh, we need to look at this. Now he's back at Bethel now. Then, but, and, and one verse, but Deborah, Rebecca's nurse, died. And she was buried beneath Bethel under an oak. And the name of it was called Alan Bacchus. This meant the tree of weeping. He's back at Bethel. So we would think that now that I've obeyed God and I build an altar, woo-wee, everything is just wee-wee-wee, everything is just no. But someone he had known all of his life pretty much dies. She dies. Even so much, it, it affected him so much that where they buried her, they called her the tree of weeping because they cried so much there. But I want us to look at this. Just because we're back in alignment with God doesn't mean that life is not going to happen. Life is going to always happen. Life is going to happen. Things are going to make us cry. We're going to walk some days and stub our toes. People in our families will leave here. Loved ones will leave here. Some of us going to leave here. Are we understanding? But does this mean that God is unfair? No, life happens to everybody. Life is going to happen. But we've got to remember, as long as we're in alignment with God, as long as we're where God is saying we need to be, that, that, we'll know that he is with us. God is with us. He said, I will be with you, Jacob, as long as, until I have accomplished what I will in your life. And if you keep on reading Genesis all the way up into the chapters 45 and all the way up there, if you keep on reading it, Jacob was down there in Egypt when the children of Israel went down into Egypt. He lived until God accomplished what he had for his life. Hallelujah. One last scripture. Genesis 35 and 9, 13. And God appeared to Jacob again when he came out of Pandanaram and blessed him. When Jacob arrived at Bethel, when he finally got in back in alignment with God, the word of the Lord says that God blessed him. And God said to him, thy name is Jacob, which means a planner or a trickster, he said, thy name shall not be called anymore Jacob, but Israel shall be thy name. And he called his name Israel, 
God did. The angel didn't. God did it. And God said unto him, I am God Almighty. Be fruitful and multiply. Remember, he's in alignment now. He's in alignment. He's doing what God has told him to do. Be fruitful and multiply. A nation and a company of nations shall be, shall be of thee, and kings shall come out of thy loins. And the land which I gave Abraham and Isaac, to thee I give it, I will give it, and to thy seed after thee will I give the land. And God went up from him in that place where he talked to him. God is calling us back to Bethel. God is calling us back to Bethel. He's calling us to the place where we made promises. He's calling us to a place where we first believed in him. And when I say he's calling us, he's calling us back in our heart. In our heart. A place where we used to pray. Where we prayed. A place where we, we, we were in the word, where the word was precious to us. A place where the thing, we held the things of God dearly. Not just, not just <sighs> willy-nilly. You know, I, I do God every now and then. And it's not, don't misunderstand what I'm saying. Sometimes life is so, we may have to work or whatever that we can't. I'm not talking about that, but I'm talking about when we can do better. I was talking to the girls yesterday in rehearsal, and I asked them, because they, 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 they'll come in, we'll talk about their report cards and whatever, and all of that, because that's, that's important too, that they go to school and do the best they can. I believe in that. And I think all of them were on the honor roll, and we blessed the Lord for them. All of them were on the honor roll, but some of them were on the all straight A honor roll last time, and this time they're on the AB honor roll. So my question is this, what's this? I said, did you do your best? Did you do your best? I said, because all I ask for you is your best. I said, that's all I used to ask for my children. If your best is a D or an F, if that's your best, that's just your best. You can't do no better than your best. And so when they, some said, well, the teacher this and the, but did you do your best? And every one of them who may have come down just a little bit, none of them said they had done their best. Do you go home and do you study like you should? Or are you on the phone? Or are you watching TV? Or So you understand? So my question is, are you doing your best? So the question to us today, are we giving God our best? Or are we in this for the ride? Are we in this for the fish and the loaves or for the, for the livestock and the money and the cattle or for the better life? Because God is calling for our best. He's calling for our best. From, and, and it's not about the amount of time. It's about obedience from the heart. Because if I obey him, he'll tell me. Do, stop, go, win. He'll tell me. But he's asking for obedience from the heart. So he's calling us. Fix our relationship with him. Fix our relationship with him. Go back to where he first told us that he loved us. 
that we loved him, where he first introduced. And when I say go back, I'm not talking literally, but take that stance in our heart again, where God met us. And, and, and where we know that we worshiped him. If we stopped off at Shechem, get up and let's go. If we stop some things in some people's lives, just not go, I don't care how, what we do, it just can't seem to get it together good. So now we've got to stop and see, have I stopped at Shechem? I've come all the way, 400, let's say 495 miles I've traveled in God. I used to do that. I don't do that no more. I used to do that. I don't do that no more. I used to do that. Don't do that. But I'm right here. But is there one thing that God is still asking for from us that we're not getting? God's kept his part of the bargain. He's kept his part of the bargain. He's with us. But are we 100% with God? Making peace with Laban. Acquiring the abundance of material things, being able to care for his family, having all those children, all of that, asking his brother's forgiveness and the remended relationships, that wasn't even enough. God wanted him, stand on your feet. God wanted him to return. God's not mad at us. And he's calling us back to Bethel. Remember, Revelations 2 and 4 simply says this. Nevertheless, I have somewhat against you because you left your first love. Remember, therefore, from whence thou art fallen and repent. Do your first works over. Or else I will come quick unto thee quickly and will remove thy candlestick out of the place except you repent. God help us. Help me. I have been in Lord show me me mood. Lord show me me mood. I want to know him. I want to know him. I want my heart to be pure towards him. I want my heart, because my heart pure toward God is going to be pure toward people. I want, I have experienced some things in my walk with God. I have. I have. And I don't want them to just be those experiences of the past. I don't want this church that I serve that we serve to be just another church but I want us to have to know every one of us to know God for ourselves to know him for ourselves that whether you are that whether you are in church or whether you're at home whether you Jimmy may be in Arkansas with your family, or if I'm in Michigan with mine, or you in Jamaica with your family, or you may be at school, wherever you may be, 
If somebody there needs to know Christ, we're willing to say, Lord, what you want me to do? Even if they don't, if, if, if we, whomever we encounter, whatever circumstance we're in, God, what is it that you want me to do? Because I want to know you. I want to know you. I want to be used by you. So take me back. You know the song, Take Me Back to the Place Where I First Believed? There's a song that says, Take me back to the place where I first believed you. Take me back to that place where I first received you. Take me back to the place where I once believed. That has to be our prayer. That's okay. Take me back there. Take me back there, God. And I want every one of us this morning, ask God to turn the searchlight on our heart. And if you find anything that's not like you, oh God, Take it out. Take it out. And cleanse me. From everything that's not like you. I need you. Old song. It says this. I need the old. I need thee. Every hour. I need thee, oh bless me now, my Savior, I come to thee, come on let's tell him, I need, remember that? The old, I need thee. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me. My Savior, I come to to Thee. Come on, can we just say it to the Lord one more time? Lift those hands where you are. I need the old. Come on, if you mean it, tell Him. I need thee, Lord, I need you. Every hour, I need thee. Oh, bless me now, my Savior. I come. To, to thee.
you know, and back in the that's one of them songs from way back there in those days. Then they would say, Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Then they would say, I will obey. I will obey. I will obey. Come on, can we tell him? I will obey. I will obey. Ah, shit. I will obey. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Here we are, Father. Here we are. You've spoken to us. Even before today, you've been speaking. So God, here we are. We're coming to you. Where else do we go? Where else do we go? Where else do we go? You're calling us. And we're saying this morning, yes. Take us back to where we first received you. Take us back to that fellowship with you where we first believed in you. Where we were anxious to pray and we were anxious to know about you. And we were anxious to learn about you in the word. Where we didn't take the, your things for granted. Take us back, oh God. We're giving you a new yes this morning from our heart. Yes, Lord. Forgive us for stopping short. You brought us, Lord, even as a church family, you brought us a long way. And we bless you for it. We know you're here with us because your presence is here. We feel you. We thank you for coming. But God, we don't want to stop in Shechem. We want to go to Bethel. Take us back to Bethel. And we will worship you there. We worship you in our heart, not just when we come to church, but our life living will be that, that worship you. That so that our life will bring you glory, that there's no shame brought on your name, oh God. We thank you for it. Thank you because you haven't given up on us. Even when we messed up, your love has still constrained us. And we bless you for it today, oh God. Thank you, Father. We're giving you glory this morning. We're giving you the honor. And we're giving you the praise. Come on, let's just lift those hands and begin to talk to God from our heart. Oh, God, here I am. Lord, Lord, here I am. I need help. If that's you, just tell him, say, Lord, I need help today. I need your help. I need help. If you ask him to help, he'll help us. We need your help this morning, oh God. We don't want to fall short anymore. We want to be used by you. 
We don't want the cares of this life. Oh God, and the things of this world and the lust for other things to rob us of relationship with you. Oh God, take us back. Take us back, Lord. Take me back. Take me back. Where I get excited about prayer. Where I get excited to talk to you. Where I'm excited about your word. Where your word, God. Where I eat your word. I prefer your word more than my daily food. Help us today, oh God. We thank you for it. It's in the name of Jesus Christ I pray. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Flow to you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Help us today, oh God. And we bless you, we bless you, we bless you. Oh, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We bless your name, oh God. Come on, let's, we're going to sing this song again together. And let's sing it this time from a heart. That's a tune with God. And let this be our heart's cry. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah. Flow to you. Flow to you. Let the river of my worship flow to you. Lord, I pray. All I do, let the river of my worship flow to you. Do we mean that? Like streams in the valley, swell with the rain. Let the songs of my heart rise to bless your name, love. That our cry this morning. Yes. Saints, y'all know God is real. God is real. Everything that He has promised us, and those of you online, is for you too. Every 
everything that God has promised us will come to pass. You may be seated in his presence. I'm going to say one more thing. And we're going to bless the Lord in our giving. I'm a firm believer. Bless you, bless you. I'm a firm believer that people come in and out of our lives for purpose. I was sharing this with someone last night. And some of us, I've, I've, I've been in different places. I've lived different places in my life for seasons. And each one of those places that I've lived, there was there something for me to learn. Those of us who are here, those of you who are here, let's learn all that God has for us to learn while you're here. Some of you will be moving on. Some won't. But while you're here, get everything that God has for you. Everything that God has for you. Because th what you learn here, you'll be able to take it to your next place. Amen. You're taking it to your next place as ministers. Get everything. Don't take nothing. Nothing of the Lord for granted. Hold the things of God as precious. As precious. Amen. 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 I bless the Lord for you. Thank God for you. Thank God for those of you who are online. We bless the Lord for you too. It's giving time in the house. Amen. We know that you were blessed by today's message. We have to not only be listeners of the word of God, but also doers. To find out what your next steps may be, simply go to OFHOrangeburg.com forward slash next. Come again next week where we will make sure you have a place to find God.